MLM Nation, episode 660. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built a team of over 200,000 and is now a full-time MLM coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us now. Let's do this. Hey, are you driven by purpose or just by money? Is network marketing all about the fancy cars, mansions, or the quote-unquote lifestyle, or is there more to it? Now, if you're driven by purpose, go check out this new group called Purpose Driven Networkers. Not only do we have a higher calling, but we also have a five-step system that we use to help get your next customer or rep immediately. Go check it out at PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. I got a special treat for you because it is about my favorite topic. We're going to talk about consistency. And we have two entrepreneurs on here. We have Jim Packett and George Campbell. Hey, Jim and George, are you ready to make it happen? I'm ready. Jim Packett's a serial entrepreneur. In his traditional business sector, he turned a $500 investment into a $17 million a year enterprise. When he was brought up by a Fortune 500 company, he's turned his attention to MLM. He leveraged that relentless consistency to become the distributor of the year in two different network marketing companies. Jim earned twenty-five to 30000 a month in his last company and built a team of 15,000 people with a customer base of 40,000. Now, George, on the hand, we're going to learn about how they met, but was Jim's biggest nightmare. George appeared to be the perfect team member. He had a successful comedy career. He moved into the world of professional speaking, and his program, Joe Malarkey, the worst motivational speaker in America, earned him induction in the Speaker's Hall of Fame, a profile piece on 60 Minutes, and even a front-page feature story in the LA Times. But as a network marketer, though, he was a train wreck. We're going to learn about that story. George and Jim represent the two extremes of the MLM experience and speak to real differences between them. And most importantly, how to overcome them. They're also co-authors of the book, The Consistency Chain for Network Marketing. So Jim and George, welcome to the show. Why don't you take us, I give people kind of a very weird but interesting intro, but talk about your background. How did you guys meet and how did you get into network marketing? I'll let Jim start this. Uh, You're going to love this story, how I got into network marketing uh, I was working at a retail store as a department manager and had won a trip. They had a promotion and I had won a trip and I got back and in the mail, there was a letter and the letter said, dear sir, your, your background has come to our attention. We think you'd be a great fit for our company. Would you like to uh, uh, meet with us at the Holiday Inn downtown Hartford at seven o'clock and so-and-so date? And I'm going, wow, somebody heard that I won the trip. And uh, they, you know, they're looking at me. This is great. Let's go, Sherry. So Sherry and I jumped in the car and we went down to this meeting and found out it was a network marketing meeting. Uh, Cost me $3,200 to join, by the way, back in 1976. So you can, I don't know how they ever gave us a loan for $3,200 and I was only making $7,000. But Simon, I later found out that they had sent out 1,000 direct mail pieces or direct letters, and I was the only person to respond. But that changed my entire life, obviously. So that's how I got into network marketing. And uh, you ought to have been, uh, I wasn't home the day that they delivered $3,200 worth of uh, concentrated soap, but my wife was, and we're still married after 51 years. 
Hey, so I have a question. To, um, when you went to the Holiday Inn, what made you decide to join? Actually, it was the opportunity. I bought the dream. And this was um, before you, be, uh, this is, you were opening, you know, because you, during the intro, we talked about $17 million enterprise. This was before that or after that? Oh, way before that. Okay, good. I'm, I'm going to ask you more questions. So, George, how did you uh, get involved in network marketing? I saw network marketing early. I was probably 19 years old. And I thought, oh, my God, this is the most elegant business model I've ever seen. And I thought it was a way that me and my friends, you know, could work together and uh, have fun together and make money together. And then, of course, I took it to all my friends and they were like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. So uh, I, I, I bought the dream early and, and bought it hard. And that first company that I saw, I tried three different times to make that a go and never did it. And uh, at some point in time, that, that riding a roller coaster of uh, being excited, coming out of the meeting, and then being unable to find the leverage to get myself to do the things consistently that I needed to do became so frustrating that I said, you know what, I'm just going to be one of the, I'm, I'm going to have to be one of those people that this just doesn't work for. And turn my attentions elsewhere, and that's you know that's where I, I did. I went went ten years of stand up comedy, twenty years plus of professional speaking, and then uh, recently, in the last four years or so, I wanted to revisit that. Why was that such a challenge for me when I've been able to be successful in other areas of my life? And that that became the genesis of the research and what eventually resulted in the consistency chain for network marketing. So uh, back to you, Jim. How did you uh, back in 1976? How did you do after you bought that $3,200 or so? Well, first of all, I was scared to death because I had that monthly payment. But I found out real quickly that I was very good at sponsoring people and recruiting people, and I did extremely well in that company and, until they shut it down, which they did because it was one of those companies way back in the day of all front end loaded uh, assignment. So, but. Uh, it was interesting. It was the first time in my life that I was introduced to, if you think you can or think you can't, you're right either way. And I started reading and got into personal growth. And as a result, uh, I got the confidence to start my own company, which is what I did. And what type of business did you start? Uh, the one that uh, was brought out? A business equipment company. I sold copiers, faxes, printers, things in that line. And I eventually sold out to a Fortune 500 company and retired in my 40s. So what brought you back into uh, doing network marketing? Like you, you're set, you, you know, you sold it, uh, Fortune 500 company, you probably made a lot of money. You yeah, retired early. I found out that I didn't play golf well enough that I wanted to play every day. So, uh, and, I, and I really missed the people. I missed building something. And, and network marketing was a perfect opportunity. Uh, I could just use my skills of, uh, you know, of leadership and training people and bringing people on, on board without having all the uh, the back end stuff that nobody enjoys, like, you know, payroll and all that stuff that goes with it. How many years was it since the company got shut down and you basically focused on your business until you got back into network marketing? Uh, I got back into network marketing after I retired and sold my business. And I got back into it because I, you know, I, it was a, uh, it was a natural for me because like I said, I could just, use my skills and not have to worry about doing everything else, like, you know, processing uh, paperwork and writing checks and all that. I just had to go out and market it. And, and that's what I really enjoyed doing and, and really flourished. I mean, it, uh, 
first two people I ever sponsored my, were my sons, number one and number two. First two people. And they both went on to become runner-up and distributors of the year. So it was, uh, it was, it was uh, a- actually a real blessing in my life. I get to work with both my sons. So uh, to George, how many years, Brick, yes. you said you, you bought the dream hard. It didn't work. You basically left it to do other things. What got you back into network marketing? And then how did you meet Jim? I, I got back into network marketing because I saw a company that had a tool, had a product that was perfect to help me market in, in, um, in my speaking business. And I, and I became involved with that company, not really to build that company, but just to have access to the product. And then kind of the bug bit me again a little bit. Jim and I, I'll tell you, Jim, you can tell the story how we met. Yeah, I got a call from my son saying they were having a team meeting down in Tucson and would like, like to come down. And uh, he says, Dad, I have a, a guest speaker coming in and I think you would uh, really enjoy him. So we drove down and I'm sitting there and, and Jeff introduced George as Joe Malarkey, America's worst motivational speaker. And I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm laughing. I'm going, oh my goodness gracious, don't, this guy is really good. And I mean, little did I know that he was a stand-up comic for 10 years and came up with Jerry Seinfeld and that whole group and later found out that he was on To Tell the Truth and the 60 Minutes and and his Joe Malarkey routine landed him into a Hall of Fame. And I just sat there, Simon, going, oh, my goodness, don't I wish somebody like George was on my team? I mean, he had everything going for him. I can't imagine how well, you know, uh, I wish I had, you know, somebody like him on my team and... As I later found out, it's probably a good thing that he wasn't on my team because we uh, we were just wired differently, put it that way. And, you know, during the intro, the bio that you sent me, you said, George, you become your biggest nightmare. How so? <laughs> yeah. Well, you can, you can imagine. I'm good. I, I can imagine the frustration of, because I saw this over and over again with people that sponsored me. Because it appeared like I had everything that you would need. And, I, and I've got to believe this is not an experience exclusive to me that a, a leader sponsors somebody and they're so excited because, man, this guy knows a lot of people and he, he's you know, got social skills and all this other stuff. And then it gets to the frustration point where I have showed him everything that I do. And for some reason, I just can't get him to take action. And I know that's got to be frustrating for leaders. I will tell you that on the flip side of that, it's even more frustrating for the person because all the things that are said about me as far as, well, he just, he just didn't see the dream. He just didn't have the why that made him cry. He, you know, he didn't, that's not true. I did. I wanted it. I just could not find the way on Monday morning after the big event on Sunday I could not find a way to get myself to take the actions I knew were going to be necessary for me to realize that dream. And if you think it's frustrating from the outside, it's even more frustrating from the inside. So what was the turning point? What happened? How did you turn things around, George? Well, I mean, I I started doing the research for this book. And and what we discovered is there's literally, Jim and I literally make decisions in different parts of our brains. And I know that sounds crazy, but there was a there's a there's tests and studies that back this up that Jim has the ability to delay gratification, which is all consistency really is, the ability to work today for something later and to keep doing it consistently until that arrives. 
And that happens in the prefrontal cortex, but shows up on a functional MRI machine. It can actually show where decisions are being made. And my decisions, again, showing up in a functional MRI shows that I make decisions back in the ventral striatum. And that's a much more primal part of the brain. And it's the part of the brain that doesn't doesn't look at something like, well, well, if I do this action, this is going to cause me to end up somewhere in the future that I want to be. No, it's a part of the brain that makes decisions on the ESP formula, which is, is it easy? Is it safe? Is it pleasurable? It's much more primal. And so when Jim would be looking at picking up the phone to call a prospect and he's going to make that, he's going to take that action because it's going to take him where he wants to go. I would be looking at the exact same action with the exact same desires but because I'm looking at, is it easy? No, I'm, a, I'm an introvert. It's not easy for me to pick up the phone. Is it safe? No. They could turn me down. They could reject me. I could feel bad. Is it pleasurable? No. And so based on those three criteria, Jim and I could be looking at exactly the same action with exactly the same desire and make two completely different decisions. That's where if there was a contest, George, for example, a company would work for the contest to go to Maui, I would I would look at that and go, oh my goodness, okay, I just need to pick, up, you know, pick up the phone and start calling people, and I know that by picking up the phone, that action is going to get me closer to the to the goal because it's it's it, it actually is very simple, it's easy, safe, and pleasurable for me to do that. Whereas you look in a different part of your brain, George, or make the decisions, and it's not comparable for you. No, not at all. So let's go deep into uh, consistency now, right? Um, so someone like you, Jim, most people say, well, yeah, Jim's going to be successful. He's delayed gratification. He can probably not enjoy anything, just do the work and get it there. You can probably make phone calls 20 hours, sacrifice sleep, sacrifice eating, eat at, at, during your desk and just work. But someone like George should be like, so what some, I mean, and I think in network marketing, a lot of people, more, there's more people like you, George, than like Jim. So what can they do, especially if their brain is like wired literally? Right, wired differently. What hope is that for that person? Well, you just you have to employ a different strategy. You know, it's like the consistency chain. We talk about what we have is a plan that is specifically designed for people who have a tough time following the plan. And so, what we want to do is instead of trying to fight this instant gratification urge that we have, we simply want to use it. And but and so the way that we're going to do that is we're going to change the measuring system. We're going to change the way we keep score because. The, all the good stuff in network marketing tends to be back-end loaded. And the reality is people like me are not going to stay at it long enough to ever realize the benefits or see the results. So I've got to have a different yardstick that I measure myself against. And that's what we talk about with the consistency chain. Jerry Seinfeld had a conversation with a young comic, and the comic's asking him, you know, how do you, be, how do you become Jerry Seinfeld? Or in the context of network marketing, how do you become Jim Packard? And Seinfeld said, that was never my goal to be that Jerry Seinfeld. My goal was to be a better comic. And that better comic, that kind of a goal, violates all the goal setting. But, but it should, because the reality, you think about what is a goal. A goal is nothing more than delayed gratification. And what have we established that I suck at? Delayed gratification. So I've got to have something, I've got to have a different approach to this. So using this kind of this this what we call the ER and ER direction instead of a goal to be better. What Seinfeld said is to be a better comic. He said, I'm going to pick an activity that's going to take me in that direction as fast as I can go. And that activity is writing jokes. And so he wrote jokes the first day and made an X on the calendar, wrote jokes the second day and made an X on the calendar. 
The third day, and this is the genius of Seinfeld, this is the reason why he got paid $800 million for, for the rights to his, his sitcom, is he did not see two X's on a chain. What he saw, or two X's on a calendar, what he saw were two links on a chain. Day three, and every day after that, he had one unbelievably simple, focused goal, and that was don't, don't break the chain. Chain. Don't break the chain. Now, this is a very, very simple thing that, that appeals to that part of the brain that I'm having to fight through. So in my, in my case, when I saw this, I thought, I wonder if this could work for me. And so I picked a part of my life that I had never been good at, and that was working out. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to try and work out every day. And what I did by using this simple don't break the chain is I put together 531 straight workouts without missing a day. That's at least 45 minutes to an hour in the gym, 531 straight days. And this can be applied to anything. You think your network marketing business, if you were involved on the right activities in your network marketing business for 531 straight days, you, you, you wouldn't even recognize your life or your business at that point. And the key to it is this better concept, because here's the deal. Here's the way I could appeal to my instant gratification. I would go to the gym. I would come back. And I could look in the mirror with complete integrity and say, you know what, dude, you're you're fitter, you're healthier, you're stronger. So it, I wasn't waiting for some far off event in the future to occur before I could feel good about myself. I felt good about myself every single day. I won every single day. I fed my desire for instant gratification every single day. And that's the reason why I could keep showing up day after day after day. And this, this has been, for, for people like me, this is life-changing because all of a sudden the door to consistency is open to us I'll, without I'll, having a potential nature. Yeah, I love the better concept. So with a, a network marker or even with Seinfeld, like in the gym, I think if you look, in the, you look in the mirror, you can see maybe your muscles a little bit bigger, a little more tone, right? But how can you tell whether someone's better? How can a network marketer tell I'm a little bit better today? Uh, you can, from a from a marketing standpoint, like George said, you you have to pick an activity that's high leverage so that uh, so that you know you can work towards uh, your goal. And it could be like I'm a better prospector, I'm a better leader, I'm a better listener, I'm a, a better recruiter, right? And, and you know, with repetition, you are getting better. I mean, right. you, you you just know that if you like, I was I was looking at some of, of your material, Simon, and, and like the the clam technique. If I engage in that, whatever, however many times, if I say I'm going to do that two times today or five today, and I and I go through that process, and at the end of that, I hit my number, and I feel great about myself, and I can also look in the mirror and go, you know what? Every single day when I'm when I'm when I'm reaching out to people and I'm connecting with people and I'm starting these conversations, I'm just a tiny bit better, mm. just a little bit better, a little bit more confident. Takes me less time to do it. I find the things that we have in common quicker, and I can I can turn and advance the conversation more elegantly. You know that's happening. You can you know, and it's just these tiny incremental things, and you show up every single day. Now you may not see the results in your business for a while. But what you are seeing is the X's on the calendar. And you're going, oh, God, look at that. I spent an entire week and every single day of this week, I, I did what I said I was going to do. Better about yourself every single day, George, right? Absolutely. You did that instant gratification uh, 
of feeling better about yourself every single day. And you know if you do a high leverage activity, you'll, you'll eventually get your goal. You won't quit. You won't be part of that 80-20 that we, you know, that Pareto principle that we've talked about many times. And quite frankly, in network marketing, it's probably closer to 95-5, right? Yeah, you know, just for the listeners, just to elaborate, I think this is genius, what George talked about. He talked about clam, right? So for those who don't know, we'll put a link in the show notes page. It's basically, you know, you can meet unlimited prospects online, comment, like, add message on Facebook, Instagram. But what holds most people back is initially you overthink, right? So you can spend five, and I, people I work coaching with, where they spend 10 minutes and they maybe reach out to one person because they start overthinking this person's not good, this person's not, you know, not a good prospect. What happens if they say this? So if you apply what George and Jim is sharing, what you can do is how you can get better. It's like, hey, in five minutes, today you did maybe one and you're scared stiff, but tomorrow you're not as scared. So now you send out two. And then within like five days, hey, you just reached out to five people. So that's an example of like using that consistency chain. Focus on getting better or like sending out invites, being afraid of rejection. The first day you do it, you send out one invite, you get rejection and that takes, that takes the order air out of you, right? But by after fifth day, you can send out three, four or five and not bother by that rejection. So those are simple applicable tips you can use. But this is really, really good, George. Uh, Jim, appreciate it. What inspired you right away to write the consistency chain? I think is what inspired you to do that in the first place? I, I just felt because even though I had a great, really nice amount of success in, in comedy and professional speaking, I had this network marketing size hole in my heart that I just I wanted to understand. I just wanted to understand why I struggled with it. And that was that was the genesis of this. I was there's got to be there's got to be an explanation that no one's told me about yet that would explain how I could be. Fearless on stage and frightful on a phone. What could possibly account for that? And why can't I get myself to do the, why can't I keep the promises to myself? And that was a really serious question. And, and they say, you know, when you're, uh, we, we, we teach what we most need to learn. And that was it. I wanted to find out the answer to that. And I knew if I did, because I've been sitting in the back of the room of these of, of network marketing meetings forever and with all the people back there. And I, I have a kinship with these people and I care about these people and I want them to succeed. And I thought, my God, if I could find an answer to this, there's, there's nothing I could contribute to, to people more than this. And so that was, that's the reason why mm. I started this project and, and wrote this book. I want to uh, ask you a question, too, because uh, I picked up on you said that you're introvert, right? And I think I'm, I'm an introvert as well. And so introverts, we always like when you hear another introvert, you're like, yes, all right. <laughs> so how, how, you're an introvert. How did you get yourself to speak on stage and be a uh, stand-up comedy and public speaker? See, that's that's and that's a question that took me like two years into this project before I could understand that myself. Uh, for my entire life, writing comedy, which is what Joe Malarkey was, is a, is a basically a stand-up comedy show that that worked in the, the corporate world. For all my life, writing comedy has been super easy for me. It's 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 one of the things that just happens naturally for me. As long as I can remember from the very first time I went on stage. That felt safe. It just felt good. And as far as pleasurable, people applaud when you come to work and they applaud when you leave. So so, so the reality was what, what would have terrified somebody else fell perfectly in my easy, safe, pleasurable. 
it just passed right through that filter. So I could I could do that without it being a second thought. Now picking up the phone and, and calling somebody that was completely outside of that ESP filter, and that was the once I figured that out. I thought, oh my god! Now I just have to find a way to leverage myself past that ESP filter, and that's what we do with with the ER directions and the consistency chain. I really, I really, I don't. I release the results. I don't care what the person says. I don't care what they respond with because what I'm going to do at the end of the day is I'm going to make the X on the calendar and I'm going to feel good because I did what I said I was going to do. That's how I'm going to hack my way around that. That's awesome. Hey, thank you so much uh, for sharing that. I'm going to ask a few questions for Jim, especially because I, I always love the history of network marketing and especially you've been involved with uh, for over 50 years almost. So, what yeah. was your uh, worst moment in network marketing, Jim? <laughs> to the point yeah. that maybe like, oh, this is not even worth it. Why am I doing this? But you didn't quit. Well, I, I remember one night I was working days and I had this person that uh, wanted to look at the program that we were introducing. So my sponsor and I drove uh, probably an hour and a half from Hartford down to New Haven to uh, to meet with this couple. and And we pulled up and we saw the lights were on inside and people were inside, but they must have looked out because we went up and knocked on the door. They shut all the lights off. That was probably the low point of my network marketing career in that I just really felt rejected. And, you know, we had just driven an hour and a half and, and it was late, and you know, and I had to go to work in the morning. So that was probably the, the lowest point uh, was... Uh, was that happening to me on a, you know, I just took it personally. So, uh, so uh, what's the self-talk How, when something like that happens, right? You, you're driven 90 minutes one way. So you got to drive 90 minutes back. What are you saying to yourself that keeps you going? Yeah. Well, at that point, the, the reasons why I was working outweighed the, uh, the negative things, you know, I mean, I, 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 I sat down and I wrote my, I read the book, Think and Go Rich. And I sat down and wrote my, the, uh, 42 things that I wanted to accomplish in life. In fact, I still have them on my wall over here, the 42 things that I wrote down that day. And so I had just, I had all the reasons in the world to, uh, you know, to work. And as a result, uh, 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 you know, I didn't give up. I mean, I'm, you know, absolutely didn't give up. Now, the company gave up on me because they went out of business. Uh, but at that time, I had read so much on personal growth that I became a Dale Carnegie instructor and a John Maxwell instructor and, 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 you know, I had the confidence to start my own business, which is what I did. And 25 years later, I sold it and, and then, then missed being in business. So that's how I got back and decided to get back into business. How have you seen the profession change from, the, from those holiday, you know, from direct mail cards, inviting holiday uh -huh. in to where it, where it is now? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, it's a lot easier today with social media, you know, media to get involved and to reach out to people, uh, I mean, it's a whole brand new world out there with, you know, LinkedIn and Facebook. And uh, so it, it's just so much easier now. And we teach something in our book called the 21 philosophy, which is, you know, my philosophy growing any business I've ever done was to talk to one person a day. And when we started the, our, our company, I looked at George and I got to keep in mind, George has spoken all over the world on, in corporate events. And I'm saying, George, you certainly can talk to one person a day about our new business, can't you? And he kind of looked at me like that deer in a headlight look, look where, I, no, I don't think I can talk to one person a day. 
And then I said, well, you can at least reach out to one person. And he said, well, yeah, if I didn't have to talk to him. So that's where we came up with our little program, like 21, you reach out to two or talk to one. And somebody that's an 80 percenter in this business can reach out to two people because they can jump on Facebook or LinkedIn or email, you know, email and whatever and do that and feel good about themselves every single day. And hopefully if they do that consistently, right? Uh, I love to tell this story, Simon, and, and I actually, Richard Brooks is the one that shared it with us, is that if you take a penny and you double it every single day, after 30 days, you're going to have a little over $5 million in the bank. So that just shows you the power of, you know, compound effect and duplication. But if you take that same penny and you double it every other day, at the end of 30 days, instead of having $5 million, you're only going to have $163. So that shows you the power of consistency. And, and, and that, that's what our, our, obviously our book is about. And, and I went through your website by the uh, Purpose Driven uh, Networking. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's perfect. We're a great complement to your, to your uh, even down to the accountability aspect, because we, we actually have a, an app that just measures accountability, just so you, I feel good about myself today type of thing. So uh, we're in line in a lot of different ways. Uh, so where can people, uh, listeners, uh, get a copy of your book? Where they can they buy it? What's the best place? Amazon, what's the best place? Amazon. This is the easiest place. It's the consistency chain for network marketing. Yeah. Hey, by the way, George, the last time I looked, we were number 13 on the <laughs> Amazon uh, network marketing book. So good. Had our good buddy. So <laughs> That's awesome. Congrats. Hey, um, and you said there's an app there that helps you with a consistency as well? Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and talk about that, George? It's- well, I, I tell you what, we're in the process right now of revamping this app because we're trying to make it more user friendly. So, but we, what we discovered is we, we started a thing called the chain gang is what we call the chain gang, which are just little support and accountability groups that people can three to five people can reach out and just let, let somebody else in the group know, Hey, you know what? I completed my chain activity today. And it also allowed people to look and say, Hey, look, Jim hadn't done his yet. Reach out to him and say, buddy, believe in you, think you can do it. Just And what we saw was we did a study where we had about 100 people apply to be in this case study. And we found that, and we selected, we, we, we reverse cherry picked the people that were in the, by self-reporting, were in the five to 10% range of consistency, meaning that they did what they, they did a business building activity maybe once or twice a month is what it came down to. And we saw people who participated in these little chain gangs move from a 5% consistency to a consistent 81, 82, 83%. And it held through all of the holidays. It held through COVID. It held through everything. So this is a concept we're really excited about. We're, we're, our app is, I don't believe, uh, ready for prime time yet. So I don't want to promote it because we're, we're having a revamp. But the concept we know is absolutely uh, unbelievably powerful. We're just working on getting the correct tech support for it now. Hey, you mentioned accountability. How important is accountability to consistency? It's certainly, it's like, uh, it's, it's important. It's really important. It can be a really key factor, especially for someone like me. So it's funny because there are people that, 
they, they mean to do what they're, you know, they mean to take whatever action, whatever consistency chain action they, they're going to have. And sometimes, honestly, we just forget that they gets away with, away from us. So by having accountability to somebody else who can sometimes just remind you of what you intended to do can be huge. But uh, we think it's a really significant part of this. It's, it's, it's pouring gasoline on the fire if you can get this right. And it's simple. It doesn't take much. It's just, you know, it's a click of a button. Emerson says we need somebody to make us do the things we're capable of doing. And and I think the, one, the number one reason and uh, why leaders uh, don't have the success they want is because they, they, they don't have the accountability that they need. Definitely. Hey, um, Jim, getting back to how uh, the profession, right, over the last couple of decades, do you see people more open? to network marketing now than before, or is it about the same? No, I, people are so receptive to uh, network marketing. You know, it's really funny, Simon. Years ago, uh, when people wanted to try to get you into network marketing, they would lie their way into your house and then put up a flip chart and show you the charts and graphs and arrows and <laughs> things like that. And for years and years and years, as a result of that, I, I think network marketing had a terrible name and it, it was interesting when I got involved in the last company that we were building I remember saying you know on a call and my son heard me I remember saying hey I just want to let you know that this is a, a network marketing uh, program and it's you know it's multi-level marketing if you have a problem with that we we should probably talk about it and and my kids afterwards which are you know my sons now are 42 and 44 I remember the conversation afterwards and said, Dad, the only person that has that hang-up is you. Well, you need to get rid of that statement. And that was so eye-opening to me. Younger people today, I mean, they're looking for opportunity. They're looking for ways to work out of the house. They're looking for multiple streams of income. And I, I don't think I, the future couldn't be brighter as far as I'm concerned. Hey, I'm Nation. Let's prospect together and get results immediately. At our BYOB online workshops, we don't just focus on taking notes and give you more motivation or more things to learn, get a whole notebook of things and you don't even know where to start, right? I know you need a clear roadmap on how to get action and get results. Take action, get results. So these are our online workshops. You don't need to go anywhere. We just hop on Zoom. I'll teach you exactly what to say when prospects reply back. I'll guide you word for word uh, how to overcome the objections. And I guarantee you, at the end of the session, you'll get at least one interested prospect for your business or your product and service. So it's going to be a ton, a ton of fun. Uh, and unlike most training events, right? This is not just more training. You, you don't get many notes, but I'll get guarantee you will get results and you actually learn through by taking the action. So if you want to try it out, it's still a ton of fun. Go to mlnation.com forward slash BYOB. Hey, thank you so much. We got to wrap up the show about some really quick questions to pick both of your brains. And these can be rapid fire like one sentence answers. Okay. So the first one is, uh, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? I've got a Jim Rohn quote that every discipline affects every other discipline, which is extremely meaningful for me. Uh, I've got one. Uh, persistence will get you there. Consistency will keep you there. Ah, I like that. What's one habit that's helped you become successful? Reaching out to two people every single day. I mean, I have a chain right now since we started doing this of over 1,200 
1,200 days of reaching out to two people on some type of platform. They'll call you back after a while. (laughs) (laughs) I write write every day. That's, That's hugely impactful. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? Uh, that's easy. Uh, when I was all through high school, I worked at a pizza place, and the guy that owned the company, uh, when I decided to start my own business, uh, he actually gave me rental space in his in his professional building at no charge. And I mean, I mean, I was flabbergasted, and I asked him, I said, "Why did you? Why would you? Why would you do that?" And and he and he told me, he says, "You don't need to make a dollar in every sale," and that just stuck with me forever. Hmm. That's good. I, I think the best piece of advice I've ever gotten, and it's one of the hardest ones to internalize, is be authentic. Just be you. Because if you're not you and somebody likes you, then then they're not liking you. But if but if you are true to yourself and, and your actions and your speech are, are integrated, then when, when someone is attracted to you, when someone wants to join you, they want to they they want to be with you. Yeah, that's a great you know George when you listen with authentic you know authentically to the person what to say next becomes natural. Yep, that's really good advice. What what says next is natural. Uh, what is your favorite? What was your favorite prospecting tool? Did you like to use? Is it like a sample? Uh, do you like to do phone calls, Zoom meetings, face to face? What do you like to use? I've done so many networking meetings. I enjoy getting out, meeting people. And when I was growing my business, I had a networking group that I established in every city that I had an office in. And uh, I just enjoy, I enjoy meeting people and getting out in uh, any type of a networking group that might be, rather be Dale Carnegie, BNI, whatever it might be. What's um, your favorite app on your phone? Aside from the social media, what's your favorite app on your phone? <laughs> It's easy for me. It's my accountability app. Yeah, that's me too. I mean, it just holds my toes to the fire. And aside from uh, your book, The Consistency Chain, what's two or three other books you could recommend? Uh, I love the John Maxwell book, Putting Your Dream to the Test. I just think that every time I seem to go on vacation, I grab that book. And it just has more meaning every time I I, uh, read it. And the other one is uh, Jay Abraham, Getting Everything You Can Out of Everything You Got. I just think that's a fabulous book. So those would be my probably my top two. Yeah, I, there's a Scott Adams book, and I'm going to butcher the title, but it's it's How to Fail at Almost Everything and Still Succeed is going to be the gist of the title. Scott Adams is the, the artist that does Dilbert, and it's just a fantastic book. It's one of the smartest guys I've met. And then uh, I'm going to go more eclectic, and I'm this is a book that I also read early on that affected everything philosophically for me, and that's Atlas Shrugged by Hyperhand. Yes, classics. Um, and here's the last question, the million-dollar question. You ready? I can't wait. I don't think so. <laughs> so imagine, here's the comedian. Hey, imagine you had to start all over again, and you knew no one. So you're like an alien that went to another world, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you do or the first place you go to build a network marketing business from scratch? That's easy for me. I'd find out where Jim is living, and he'd be the first person I'd sponsor. Oh, but you, you don't know Jim. Dang it. <laughs> that would be too easy. I'd probably join you. It'd have to be 
become a member of some tribe or community. Uh, rather it be, uh, I mean, I, I, I would join a country club because everybody that's a member of the country club is probably somebody that uh, uh, would want to get to know and utilize their influence. So something like that, or, or a Dale Carnegie class where everybody in the class is there to improve themselves and be better. So some type of community like that. I don't, I don't mean to flatter you too much, Simon, but I would do exactly what you're telling people to do with the CLAM approach, because I think that across personality types and especially leaning into an introverted personality type, that's a really doable thing to, uh, a technique to use. Oh, so I would join as many groups as, as made sense and I would, you know, connect and reach out and start that way. Cool. And uh, for those listening, I'll do a little re in the recap after this. I'll talk a little bit more about detail of Clam and how you can use that. So, uh, hey, thank you so much. As we wrap up, any last words or advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you? Uh, the consistency chain on uh, Facebook is always a really good way. And uh, that's probably the easiest way that we keep track of. Last words and advice. I just want to what I would like to say is to, to people that can kind of identify with my story of the struggle to get control of yourself to the point where you actually can build your business. I just, I want them, I would like for you to understand that you're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. You don't have to be fixed. You have a path. It's going to look a little different than, than perhaps some of the paths that you've tried to follow before, but it is possible for you. I think you should end on that note because that's, says it all with our book, George, is that our book is designed primarily for the, you know, we talked about the 80-20 principle where 20% of your distributors give you 80% of your, 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 your sales. And our book is really geared towards the 80%ers helping, uh, and helping those leaders understand that uh, they're to be motivated or, or, or this, you know, nothing's broke, just the strategy has been wrong to reach those people. Hey, ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you may hang out with two superstars, Jim Packett and George Campbell. So keep up the momentum. Go to MLNation.com, click on the podcast tab and the show notes to their book and all the stuff that they recommended. And the nuggets of wisdom will be right there, including the link to the Consistency Chain Facebook group there. Definitely join be part of that community. Hey, in order to be successful in life and business and network marketing, you must help others. So George and Jim... Thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again and God bless you. Thank you. Hey, ML Nation. I would love to prospect together with you and also help guide you on what to say, how to reply back to your prospects so that you can get your next customer or rep this week. You want to know how? Just go to PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. Again, that's www.PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. Hey, I'm Al Nation, Simon Chan. Here's a recap of a great show from Jim Packett and George Campbell, authors of the book Consistency Chain. Hey, you know, it's about consistency. I'm all about it. That's all I talk about. So I had to have these guys on. You know, I love the history. And I think this is, gives you a lot of you know, insight, not just the history of network marketing house change. You know, Jim got started back way back in 1976, but also a lot of you can probably relate to George who has a big why 
you know, has the potential, but just can't get himself outside that comfort zone to do the income producing activities. And she had a great tip there talking about, you know, the better concept, right? Instead of worrying about, uh, you know, because most people talk about, they go for the ESP, what's easy, what's safe, and what's pleasurable. And for him, doing the income producing activity, the DMO, that's not none of them. But so how to get himself out of the, uh, out of that rut to do it is focusing on being better. You know, talking about just being a better network marketer. And we so we talk about CLAM, right? For those who don't know, I'm going to go into detail. It it's basically stands for comment, like, ad message. You can connect with unlimited prospects on any social media platform. But in the beginning, it takes courage. It may be difficult. You know, people I coach are with one-on-one or in our community purpose-driven networkers, when they first do our prospecting sessions, they freeze up. They can barely even do one, right? But because they're focusing on over, you know, overthinking and also you're focusing on result. You're, you're worried about, well, oh, is this person going to join? Is they the right prospect? And before you know it, you run out of time. So what we do is, Instead of focusing on uh, the result, just focus on getting better, right? Or go for that number. And that's one way to get better. It's like, focus on getting one. In five minutes, can you reach out to one person? And tomorrow, can you reach out to two people, right? And you gamify it. And it's like the better concept that George and Jim was talking about. When you're focusing on being better at the income-producing activities, the results will magically come. Right, so social media. Maybe you're not. I remember first started. I wasn't going doing. Wasn't very good with uh, social media. But I said, like, hey, I'm gonna go just show up every day. It's a little bit better, especially selfies. I used to be. Oh my god, selfies are terrible. But let me do a little bit better today. A little bit better camera angle, and let me see if I could do it for three straight days, five straight days. And magic when you keep focusing on being better, you will get be- you know better at your um, network marketing, and you ultimately will get results. Right? Even invites. I remember the first time it took me forever to. Send out a text to someone asking them whether they wanted to look at something. Um, but then, hey, the more you did it, but I, I remember that by the one or two weeks later, I can send out five within 10 minutes. Now, I was still scared, but I could do that ten, you know, five as opposed to when I first started. I, it would take me 30 minutes to finally pick up the right person at the right time, hoping that person was do. And then, you know what? Of course, that person never did anything anyway. So focus on the better concept. Uh, I love what they talked about there. You know, um, the 21 philosophy, just reach out to two people and talk to one. That's another thing that you can work on. Uh, Talked about accountability. It's really important when you have someone that holds you accountable, right? Especially accountability can be fun, right? The game itself, the gamify, the calendar, X, the consistency chain, right? Making those Xs in the calendar. That is a type of accountability where you're using a game or type of platform to make you accountable and do things you, know, you need to do. Uh, I love the advice uh, towards the end uh, Jim shared. You don't need to make a dollar in every uh, in every sale. That's really great business advice from someone who's very successful entrepreneur. Um, so great stuff. Hey, go check out uh, the link to the book and the link to the Facebook group is all on the show notes page. Just go to mlnation.com. The links are right there. Hey, thanks again to Jim Packett and George Campbell for the great show. And thank you for listening. Hey, if this is helpful, please leave us a review uh, on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being part of an amazing profession. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there, stay consistent, and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all.